Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned into the Loan Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, JC, John Coleman. Dio was popping. We are going to jump right into. Oh my goodness. Right into prospect follow up systems. Okay. Yeah, no bullshit, no beating around the bush. It is prospect follow up system. And better yet, we should just call it systems. Okay. Systems. I'm a big fan of systems. One of the first systems that we learned about as children was a system created by Henry Ford, mm-hmm. right? That was called the assembly line. Right. Anything we do in life, it's a lot easier when it's done predictable and it's systematized and it's process oriented. Mm-hmm. That goes from how we start our day to how we lay out our week and our month. And it's also how we follow up with prospective clients. We go. have to be systematized. And I want to talk about the 31-day prospect follow-up system because we've mentioned it several times on previous episodes, and we've had viewers and listeners reach out to us saying, hey, I think you should do a whole entire episode just on the 31-day prospect follow-up system. Yeah. And I thought, hey, JC, there I actually you texted you, you yesterday. You, you were working from home yesterday. Mm-hmm. You said you had a whole lot of edits. Yes. To me, honestly, John, that just means you're really hungover from the weekend. But, I mean, whatever, whatever. You got a quote-unquote a whole lot of edit editing to take care yeah. of yesterday. It was easier if you did that from uh, your home office yes. versus if you came into the branch. Yes. You would be inundated with requests from the loan officers that you support on the daily. Yeah. Right, the marketing team would be reaching out to you with their latest and greatest new project. There you go. So you stayed home to take care of some editing. Yep. Or let's be honest, I'm, you partied your ass off I, over the weekend. I tell you, and I you couldn't get out of bed. I don't lie to you. I tell you, and I tell everybody this: the only people I lie to are my wife and my parents. I'll always tell you the truth. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, and you should know this about me. Yeah. I was taught by my uncle Chris, yeah. who used to run car dealerships and car lots. So I stole this from him. He said the only good excuse for not coming to work on time is, hey, Chris, look, I am hungover. Had too much. I took three Advil. I'm drinking a Gatorade. I'll be in as soon as possible. He said, but don't not show up. Yeah. Don't not show up. Yeah. So I took that from him. I probably learned it when I was like 22. Right. Um, And I have utilized it in various opportunities when – onboarding newer associates okay right and i just i share it with you as well thank you there's nothing wrong i'm gonna use that i mean when the time is right i will pull that card okay back on systems back on processes back on the 31 day prospect follow-up system that one of our viewers or listeners Mm -hmm. reached out and had requested that we just do a whole episode so this episode will be geared primarily around the 31 day prospect follow-up system but i want people to understand that particular follow-up system is good for one particular type of prospect. Uh-huh. I'm going to recommend other types of follow-up systems based on the type of prospect or lead it is. Okay. All right? Mm-hmm. But before we get started, before we get started, let's remind anyone who's tuning in for the first time, mm-hmm. these are the places where we can be seen and we can be heard. We can be seen on YouTube at The Loan Officer Podcast. That's the name of our channel. We can be heard on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, or anywhere that you can find podcasts. We are The Loan Officer Podcast. We have social media platforms out the wazoo. 
We're on TikTok. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. And we're even on LinkedIn. Yep. At the Loan Officer Podcast. At the Loan Officer Podcast. And if you ever want to connect with me individually, I am Dustin Owen on LinkedIn. It's yep. a great way to connect with me. I'm pushing close to 10,000 um, connections. 10K. And you're John Coleman, easy, easy found. Just Google it. Just Google, Google it. it. Yeah. All right, perfect. Let's go. So let's go. Let's rock. Let's go ahead and rock and roll. Okay. Let's talk about the 31-day prospect follow-up system. Let's do it. Here's why I love this system. It requires zero technology. You don't need an iPad, an iPhone, a Droid, a laptop, or some crazy gaming PC right. in order for this particular prospect system to work. Okay. What you need is about a $20 to $30 budget and a trip to Office Depot or Staples. That sounds manageable. Very manageable. It's called the 31-day prospect follow-up system, John, because what is the maximum number of days in a month? 31 is, would be the maximum. Doesn't and it? what's the minimum? 28. 28, yep. And every fourth year, there's 29. There you go. Yeah. But 31. So it's a 31-day prospect follow-up system. It is used old school. Pen, paper, folders. Whoa. Look, some people are already... Dio, you're killing trees. Dio, you're you're not looking out for the environment. I don't know. I promise you I am mm -hmm. on every other aspect of my life. This one particular time, no. We're going old school. We're stripping it down to the core, mm -hmm. the most basic. And until you dominate this, you're not allowed to move on to technology. How about that? Damn. Until you dominate the 31-day prospect follow-up system, you're not allowed. Okay. Okay, so what you end up with is you end up with actually two file drawers, which, by the way, when I mentioned going to Office Depot or Staples, it's because you can actually purchase portable filing cabinets, mm -hmm. right? They're made of cardboard and plastic, typically. They're not that expensive. So imagine you having two. The top filing drawer has hanging folders. You know the green mm -hmm. hanging folders, and then inside of those you put the manila, manila folders? Yep. They're labeled 1 through 31 for the all up to 31 days in each month. And then the second file drawer is labeled January through December. That represents the month of the year mm -hmm. or the months of the year. Mm -hmm. Right? Pretty straightforward, pretty yep. simple. I got you. All right. So, and I don't care what your industry is. Like, you could be a credentialing consultant like my sister Melissa. You could sell life insurance like my buddy Mike Sue. You could be a mortgage loan originator, or you could be a realtor, or so many other sales jobs or careers mm -hmm. that require you to keep tabs on people who have reached out to you regarding your services and your products, and you want to make sure you follow up with them. Right. You could even use this. Let's say you are targeting accounts. Maybe you sell business to business. You could use this as a way to organize. You know that you need to text them, email them, call them. Your job is to get in front of them to pitch your service, your product, etc. Yeah. So this doesn't just have to be people who do consumer interfacing. This could be a, a multitude of, of, of businesses 
uh, a multitude of ways of staying in front of people who are ultimately going to help you pay your bills. Right. Right. Ultimately, your job is to bring in revenue. When you bring in revenue, your company makes more money. When your company makes more money, hopefully you make more money. And it's a, a little bit of a waterfall action going right. on. So the example I'm going to use is that of a mortgage loan originator. Okay, this is the Loan Officer Podcast. That's the one industry I probably know the best. Yeah. All right, so John Coleman, you're referred to me by your realtor, Susan Ballou. Shout out to Susan Ballou, by the way. And you talk to me, and our conversation goes great. And I find out that you're a first-time home buyer. I find out that you're married. I have an idea of what your budget's going to be. I have an idea of the type of loan I think you're going to end up qualifying for and choosing. But you leave it like this with me. Hey, I need to talk to my wife tonight, and then tomorrow we will go online, and we'll complete your application. Mm-hmm. All right, so I look at my watch, and I say, okay, well, today is Tuesday, July 13th. Tomorrow will be Wednesday, July 14th. I want to follow up with John Thursday, July 15th. Mm-hmm. So what I've done is I've grabbed a manila folder. I wrote on the very top of it, Coleman, comma, John. Mm-hmm. Inside of it, I handwrote some notes. So all I need is like a big pen here. Mm-hmm. Handwrote notes. John equals first time home buyer, referred by Susan with Charles Ruttenberg Realty. Comfort monthly payment, $1,800. A equals or assets equals $10,000. More than likely going to be FHA because his credit is average and his down payment is low. Plans to complete application with wife tomorrow. And then I put that Mm -hmm. inside of the number 15 folder Mm -hmm. in the top. Because number 15 represents the 15th day of the current month. Mm -hmm. So the next day when I come into the office, if today truly is the 13th of July, what folder am I going to grab? The 14th? Yeah, the 14th. Do I know who's in the 14th? Uh, No. Yeah. Do I care who's in the 14th? No. Nope. When I grab all those Manila folders that are in the 14th, I'll open each one. I'll look at the top of it. It'll have last name, comma, first name. I'll, for me, open it, look at my handwriting on the inside. And from there, my notes will tell me when I last spoke to them, what we talked about, what they're trying to accomplish, who referred them, and why I put them in the 14th. They may have been put in the 14th because I talked to them two weeks ago. And two weeks ago, they told me, hey, we're going out of the country on vacation. So, I, don't, I don't have time to talk to you. Right. So every time I grab a folder, that folder is going to lead me to replace that person into another folder. So this is how every day my day starts with grabbing anything out of the folder based on what day it is, putting them on the top of my desk. Therefore, I have to see them. They're tangible. This is why I like hard Mm -hmm. paper products and not something that's on a computer screen that, yeah, I can just minimize it. I can just click snooze on it. No, this is not my alarm at 6 a.m. I'm not snoozing this thing for for an hour because in the business world, one hour turns into one week, which turns into one month, which turns into one year. So I want these things sitting in front of me. Now, I talked about the John Coleman first-time homebuyer lead that came in on Tuesday the 13th. And when that when that particular lead came in on Tuesday the 13th, I moved them. I moved them over to Thursday the 15th. Now, when I called John on Thursday the 15th and I followed up with John, 
You know what John told me? What did he say? Hey, I talked to my wife. Damn, no go, bro. She just lost her job. Mm. We had to put things on hold. So we're going to go ahead and renew our lease, and we're going to try to do this next year. Hmm. Okay. So I have to pull John out of the 15th. And I asked John before I do anything, I say, hey, John, how long are you going to do the lease for? And you tell me. About a year, year and a half. Okay. So 12 months. Yeah. Hey, John, out of curiosity, do you know what the terms are of your lease in order to break it? Uh, not off the top of my head. I do not. Okay. Do this for me. Go ahead and look into that. Because if your wife ends up back on her feet sooner than you anticipate and you want to buy, I will tell you this. If you're looking to buy, now's a great time to buy. Don't wait a year, a year and a half. In my professional assessment, homes won't be any cheaper a year from now and mortgage rates won't be any cheaper. So it behooves you to buy, to buy now, but I understand you're going to have to renew your lease. But check with your apartment complex. It may only cost you one month's rent to break it. And I'm going to tell you this, when you buy a house, you typically don't make a payment right away because mortgage payments are paid in arrears. So it's just something good for you to know, something to check in with. Hmm. You know, John, how about this? I'll check in with you in a couple weeks just to see if you've uh, uh, learned anything about your new mm -hmm. lease and, and what it means to cancel it. Okay. All right? Yeah. So then what I'll do here, John, is I will – let this is now. Yeah, we're right. done role-playing. I'll actually move that person to August 1st. Hmm. Now, let's say I call you August 1st. You're like, bro. It's like a $5,000 penalty yeah, and in yeah, six months, I'll never be able to break this. Cool. Awesome. Hey, what did you, what did you end up? It's one of my questions. What did you end up renewing it for? One year, or 18 months. You tell me one year. Okay, cool. We are in July of 2021. You remember the 31 day prospect follow-up system. There's two drawers we're working. There's the one to 31. That's everyone that we need to talk to this month. And there's also the January through December. Mm -hmm. If you're renewing your lease in July and it's a one-year lease, that means it's going to expire the end of June. Well, I don't want to talk to you the end of June about buying a house. I'll be too late. I want to talk to you probably end of February, beginning of March. So I'm now going to take that Manila folder that I originally created on Tuesday the 13th. I thought I was going to have an action on Thursday the 15th. Thursday the 15th just pushed me to August 1st. Mm -hmm. Right, because Thursday the 15th, I thought you were going to be completing your online application for pre-approval. You found out your wife was laid off, so now we pushed you off to August 1st, only because I want to know, is there a chance that you could potentially buy a home sometime this year if your wife lands back on her feet sooner than later? Because maybe your apartment complex has very flexible lease-breaking rules. Yeah. You told me they didn't when I talked to you on August 1st, so therefore I now moved you to February. John Coleman, I've forgotten about you. Until you call me, I have forgotten about you. But you know what I won't forget about? On February 1st, when I come to work, it's a new month. I need to grab all the folders that are currently in February. I need to throw them on top of my desk. Mm -hmm. And I'll start thumbing through them. And I'll see John Coleman. Oh, John Coleman, why do I know that name? Why do, yeah, why do I know John Coleman? I'll look at my notes. Ah, oh, you were the first time home buyer who was referred to me by Susan mm. Ballou, who it, I thought was going to try to buy last summer, couldn't because your wife got laid off. Right. You renewed your lease. Your lease expires in June. Let me call you to touch base, right. see how things are going. Because I want to be the person that you use 
when you do decide to buy, and I want Susan Ballou to be the realtor yeah. that you use. And maybe Susan got too busy, quote unquote, too busy to stay in front of you, but my system didn't. That's a value add I give to Susan, my realtor partner, is that I Susan knows that when she refers someone to me, I'm going to stay in front of that person until they buy or die, period, end of story. That's what I do. That's a service that I provide. The prospect follow-up system, 31-day prospect follow-up system, that's my vehicle. That is what I use in order to drive home results. Mm-hmm. Any questions? Yes. Am I doing a decent job yeah, of explaining this? I'm trying to paint a huge picture. What, what, question for me. It might sound remedial, but can you speak to the importance of note-taking and detailed note-taking? Because what I took from that is sometimes you might jot down a note name, and then you'll forget, and you'll look back months later and be like, oh, shit, like, what was it? But for in your case you jotted down notes that are kind of important. Can you speak to that? Even though it might be something that people look over, but that's really something important when you look back three, four, five months later of like, what the hell yeah. did this guy want? Well, I think you just spoke to it. I mean, like, think about this. What did you have for breakfast last Thursday? Come on, bro. No idea. No, like last Thursday. No idea. I mean, I have a hard time remembering what I had for dinner last night, and that's a true story. I have to write things down. If I don't write things down, they don't get done. And I would say most people are like that. I'm a pretty ordinary person. Back in my late 20s, early 30s, that was a hard pill to swallow. I always wanted to be extraordinary. Mm. Then I realized, no, I am extra ordinary. Most people are, are that way. Don't fool yourself into thinking that you're not. Anyone that has me as a guest in their restaurant and you're my server, Write down my freaking order. Please write it down. I don't trust that you're not going to screw it up if you don't write it down. I will tip you better if you write it down. If your general manager tells you that it's tacky to write it down, have your general manager come talk to me. And I'll say, look, I'm going to tip this person better, and I'm going to continue to come into your establishment if they will continue to write it down. Right, right, right. Yeah, write it down. It's uh, You hit the nail on the head. It's very important. You have to have copious notes across the board you never want to leave anything up for guessing for assumption and then at the end of the day that would leave you at fault mm-hmm. for not knowing i never want to be at fault i always want to know i see why eight right i always want to make sure that i covered all of my bases and it's the whole an ounce of prevention's worth more than a pound of cure mm-hmm. for me to spend three minutes to write by the way legible mm-hmm. Yeah, legible God. notes. God, I I can get real busy and start writing like a heart surgeon. Yeah, yeah. and then you're like, what does this say? I'm like, I, what what language? Right. It looks like Sanskrit. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. I don't I, I don't speak Arabic, but it looks like I wrote in Arabic. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. Now I promise you that was English. I was trying to write right. in. Yeah. No detailed notes. You can use your own um, shorthand. Like you'll see me. Right, LVM with a circle around it, left voicemail. Mm. And I know what LVM. So I can do LVM 712 135. Mm. Okay, well, 712 was the date, 135 was the time, and I left a voicemail for the person. Yeah. Because that may be my note, by the way. I may have come in today on Tuesday, came a look at my watch, the 13th, mm-hmm. and it was LVM 1145 AM. 712, mm. and I just moved them to 713. Mm. I moved them again to 716 mm-hmm. because my last notes were that they were hot and heavy in the buying process and they had to buy something before school started. Mm. 
That's a lead that I want to work. I want to stay in front of. I want them to know that I am here with my services. There's other leads that I may only call every six weeks. And every six weeks, my phone call me, hey, John, it's Dustin over at Waterstone Mortgage. How you doing? Good. How about yourself? I'm doing fantastic. Just checking in. Anything changed? You guys uh, find that house yet? No, not yet. Still looking, but I'll let you know. All right, man. Well, hey, just remember, if you have any questions, I'm here for you. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's it. And then from there, I'll move them to three weeks or four weeks. That's a question we get all the time when we're teaching the 31-day prospect follow-up system. Well, when do you know when to call them next? I'm like, I don't know. When do you know to you need gas? When do you know you have to go to the bathroom? Like your body tells you you have to go to the bathroom and your car tells you. Mm -hmm. Something will go off in your brain that says, hey, I think as a smart person of average to above average intelligence, it would make sense for me to call this person X. Mm -hmm. Now, some tips and tidbits that we always give is you'd rather call too soon than too late. And the, the example I've already used today on, on this episode is the person who says, hey, I'm renewing my lease. Make sure you're not trying to call them 12 months later, call them nine yeah. months later. You know, to the person who says, I think it's gonna be within the next three to six months, call them on two months and 12, uh, in 12 days, not six months mm -hmm. from now. Things change. And then, and then with experience, you'll start saying things like, hey, check with your apartment complex to see if they have relaxed. Yeah rules and guidelines for breaking your lease mm -hmm. because I have lost business because someone else suggested that. Oh, really? And I just assumed, oh, it was 12 months from now, they're not going to do anything. No and they ended up buying in December because they realized, because someone told them to look into it, it was only 1200 bucks to break their lease. Damn. And they realized that if they closed December 31st, their first mortgage payment wouldn't be due until February. Oh. So therefore, right. the $1,200 that they used to break the lease would have been what they were paying in rent anyhow. Mm -hmm. So the money is six point half a dozen the other. Yes. Oh, so experience will, will tell you when to follow up next. But even without experience, if you've made it this far in your career, you're probably of above average intelligence. You should be able to figure it out. Mm -hmm. There is no right or wrong. Follow your gut. What makes common sense? That would, would let you know when to follow up with them. And make sure if your business is referred to you, Make sure you're following up with a referral source, especially if that referral source is bought into your success. Now, if the client was referred to you by a past client and that past client really isn't bought in to whether or not this person uses your product or service, then obviously there's no reason to follow up. Yeah. But in the mortgage loan origination world, if that buyer, that home buyer was referred to you by a realtor or a home builder, mm -hmm. then the same time that you're calling the prospective client to follow up with them, make sure you're also giving an update right. to the referral source. Question for you. When is the right time to potentially remove a file from your 31-day processing system, even if they didn't buy? Like, let's say they didn't buy. Is there a certain, like, hey, I just need to take this person out. You followed up. Is there? No. Till they buy or die. Keep them in the front. Like... Till they buy or die. Now, they may buy with someone else, mm. at which point, if you're calling them enough, they'll tell you, hey, John, sorry. Will you please stop calling? I just bought a house and I used my bank. All right, cool, man. Best of luck to you. Hey, look, if there's anything that I can ever do for you, you see how hard I work to stay in front of you? Right. I'm going to work that hard on your transaction to make sure it goes silky smooth and exactly how, how, how you think it should have gone. Mm. Hey, John, as hard as I work to stay in front of you, I'm sorry to hear that you used your bank or credit union, but I would love to assist 
a friend, a family member, a coworker. Again, you saw how hard I worked yeah. to try to stay in front of you. I'm gonna work for that hard for them. So yeah, until they buy or die, dying is telling you to go F off. Dying is like threatening, <laughs> if you call me one more time, okay, cool, hey, my apologies. Look, at the end of the day, I have a product or a service that I'm very proud of. And I think I'm at the top of my game and I wanna make sure that I give everyone an equal opportunity to use my product or service. I understand that you see it differently. I respect that. I'll make sure I take you out of my system. All right, that's, but yeah, until they buy or die, or they may unfortunately have a tragic event and fall off a cliff and die on impact, at which point someone will say, hey, we quit calling. Like that person, you know, no longer fell off a cliff and died on impact. Right. Yeah, okay. they're, they're not with us. Right. Yeah, so you're going to do that. But you're very well going to take someone, like I used you as an example, and, you know, I, I talked to you on the 12th, and I followed up with you on the 15th, and again on the 1st, mm -hmm. and then it may just go to two months down the road. And then in two months, it may go to six months down the road. What's the longest? Mike Smalley, you ready? I'm yeah, going to yeah, use yeah. this. You're, I saw where you were yeah. going with this. Mike Smalley, who's been a guest on this show multiple times because he's my business partner and a hell of a mortgage professional. Three years? Three years. He has clients. He calls it his TBD system, to be determined. Mm -hmm. he, he has clients in his TBD system for three years. No way. And he closes them. And he closes them. He'll tell you. The reason why he closes $100 million in mortgage volume on an annual basis, where the average is like 10 or 12 million, he does 10 times the average. <laughs> he does a better job of following up than you do. Period. End of story. Damn. Like, is he more experienced? Sure. Is he smart? Sure. Does he get mortgage math very well? Sure. Mm -hmm. But that came with experience. Right. The prospect follow-up, you didn't need much experience. He just had to do it. Mm -hmm. He had to do it religiously. Right? You had to make it your top priority to do it. And I love the 31-day prospect fellow system. Now, we're getting a little bit long on time. So let me jump to when, when I think the prospect follow-up system or the 31-day prospect system won't work. And you may utilize something that's more tech, technologically savvy. Okay. In my experience, the 31-day prospect follow-up system is really good for warm leads. Warm. Yeah. A warm lead is they were referred to you. You've already had a good conversation with them. Mm. You had a chance to build rapport. That is a warm lead. If it's a warm lead, it goes into the 31-day prospect follow-up system. Now, a warm lead very well could have been John Coleman's a referral source of mine. John refers me business, always has, consistently will, as long as I continue to not drop the ball. John gave me this person's name, number, and email address, and I've been calling them. Okay, that's a warm lead. Mm -hmm. That's not a lead I purchased. That's not a lead that that wasn't already told about me, my company, and my services. Mm -hmm. Now, a even warmer lead would be when that person called me, mm -hmm. right? John Coleman referred me a prospective client. That prospective client called me, Damn. and we had a conversation. Mm -hmm. John Coleman sent me a prospective client. I reached out to that prospective client, and we had a conversation. But... I'll still consider, because I know John Coleman is a great referral source of mine. If John gives me a name and number, he probably already edified me uh, to that prospective client. Therefore, me reaching out, I'm not a total stranger. Mm -hmm. So the 31-day pro prospect follow-up system works great for those warm leads, for those leads that are referred in the right way. If you run a business where you are sourcing leads through consumer direct channels, whether that's Google Click, like, like a Google mm -hmm. Pay-Per-Click, 
whether that's buying leads from Zillow, buying leads from LendingTree, um, getting leads through some kind of a co-marketing effort you do with a realtor, mm -hmm. whether it's HubZoo or one of the other plethora, those leads are... Subprime? Well... Subprime, no. I mean, they could be. Subprime means uh, bad credit in my world. I don't know what subprime <laughs> means to you. Those aren't the Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross leads. Mm. They're not the best leads. Those people are cold. You, you're, they're not talking to you because you're a trusted advisor. You're reaching out to them, and it's very commoditized. For those particular leads, I personally would not move them into the 31-day prospect follow-up system until I've already had a conversation with them. Once I've had a conversation and we've built some kind of rapport, they're bought into my value-added proposition. We've agreed that there's a chance for us to do business together. At that point, I'll put them in there. Mm. Until that point, if that's just a lead that is cold, a lead that I purchased, a lead that wasn't referred to me the right way, they don't know me from Adam, my company from Adam, mm -hmm. I'm going to utilize technology. I'm going to go out there and try to find companies like Agent, Legend, like Big Purple Dot that allows me to collect all of those leads, import them into their system, and then their system can do things like leave automated voicemails. Oh, okay. My voice, my messaging, but it just does like a slide dial and it dumps a, a voicemail in there. They do auto texting, they do auto emails, where the sole purpose is to stay in front of those cold leads consistently with voicemails, with, with text messaging, with emails, that once they respond, then I get on the phone and I talk to them. But uh, th that's more for people who work consumer direct. The consumer direct, again, I would not utilize a consumer direct lead, a cold lead, into the 31-day prospect follow-up system. Mm -hmm. I would have my own system to work cold leads, at which point you're going to have to have technology. Agent Legend and Big Purple Dot are the first two that come to mind. I'm sure there's other software out there that may be better or may be different. It may solve the pain that you're trying to, to solve for better than those two. Those are just the first two that come to my mind. Right. Um, and... I wouldn't recommend 31 day prospect for that. I would recommend though, look, if that's a business model you want to follow, you have to have systems. You yeah. have to have processes. Like you need to have a something something along the lines of the lead comes in, right? It's a new lead, whether you bought it from Zillow, you bought it from bankrate.com, it came in from a realtor platform like Hubzoo or something similar. Mm -hmm. And you probably need to call them right away. Yeah then you need to probably text them right away. They need to probably call them again. It's called a double tap call. A call if they don't pick up a text and if they don't pick up another call all within seven minutes. Damn. Yeah. And then you need to try it again tomorrow, a call, a text, a call. And then on day three, they get dumped into your automated drip campaign, right. at which point your automated drip campaign is doing all of these things behind the scenes of calling, texting, emailing, without you having to do anything, right? You hit that lead really hard within the first 48 hours. You called them what ended up being four times. Jake. You emailed them twice. You texted them twice. That's eight contacts over 48 hours. Jam. At this point, you just need to have voicemails left, text messages sent, emails sent, and you can have a whole entire campaign that goes out seven months, nine months, 
And what happens is that it's automated. It's being done behind the, the, the scenes. Now you have to set it up. You have to pre-record the voicemails. Yeah. You have to set the scripts for the emails and set the scripts for the text messages. Mm -hmm. But it'll do that for you until someone responds. The minute someone responds, oh, they get put back into the human element where now I'm calling them and texting them and emailing them. I'm trying to convert them into someone who is of the caliber, let's mm -hmm. call it, of the 31-day prospect follow-up system. But the 31-day prospect follow-up system, in my experience, is the number one foolproof way to dominate your conversion, to stand out in front of your referral sources. It's just the way to go. And it's cheap, it's economical, it's easy, it doesn't require any type of technology, and it leaves you no excuses. Yeah. Like, no excuses not to do it. You walk in every day, you open up that folder and that, and that, that file drawer, and that file drawer tells you what to do. Right. Love it. Yeah. Any questions? Nah, you can answer them all, man. Yeah. So, well, to the listeners that reached out to us, that were requesting, I hope this scratched that itch. I hope this is what you were looking for in terms of utilizing the 31-day prospect follow-up system. For those that tuned in for the first time, thank you. For those that made it all the way to the end of this episode. Thank you, thank you. We definitely thank you. If you want more, please continue to tune in. Yep. If you want us to do more, please continue to like us, mm -hmm. share us. Let your coworkers and your friends and your family know about TLOP. Hell, tell a stranger in the line at Publix. There you go. Tell a stranger when you're in the line of Publix. Go and follow us on social. We're on all the platforms, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe on Spotify. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or anywhere else that you prefer to listen to your podcast. Check out our forthcoming website, tloponline.com or thelonehousepodcast.com. Yep. And keep on tuning in, and we'll catch you on the next episode. He's John Coleman. I'm Dustin Owen, and this has been the Lone Officer Podcast. Peace.